Welcome to episode 12 of the Board Game Workshop. I'm your host, Chris Anderson. This week, we have an interview with Matt and Justin of Mountaintop Games. But before that, the news. For Kickstarters, we have Damn the Man by Hannah Shaver. It's already funded. An interesting role-playing game about saving a record store in the 90s. Hannah was on episode 7 talking about that. Groves by Stephen Armini and Dan Lettering is still on Kickstarter. It's already funded and getting through a lot of its stretch goals. You can check that out. For contests, the Gen Can't Roll and Write contest still has a little while left. Submissions are due July 1st. The Korea Board Games 2017 design contest is due June 30th. On the Game Crafter, we have the Game Hole Dungeon Crawler Challenge due August 15th. The Manhattan Project Dice Challenge due September 12th. And the Hidden Movement Challenge due October 23rd. You can get links to all of the Kickstarters and contests mentioned here on theboardgameworkshop.com. Now, on to the interview. I'm here with Matt Kwok and Justin Hertz from Mountaintop Games, and they're here to talk about their game, The Primary. So, Matt and Justin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Chris. So let's start with Matt. What got you into playing games and game design? And then Justin, same question. Um, Well, I probably started similar to most everyone growing up playing, you know, the classics, Monopoly, Risk, um, but really got introduced to more of the modern games, if you will, about a year, year and a half ago when I moved back to Madison uh, to some of these cooler games that are out there now. Um, and I figured, you know, I'm really enjoying this. Why not uh, take a stab and try it out on my own? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I was kind of the same way. Grew up playing board games with my family, just loved it. Um, and then actually Matt and I went to college together and we started playing board games a little bit more and having a little more fun and getting into more of the complex games um, that are out there and it just kind of grew from there so it's it's been exciting it's been fun and you know adding the element of trying to design a game um, it's just the cherry on top and it's been a great experience you mentioned you're in madison wisconsin which, if I'm not mistaken, is where the Game Crafter is located. Are you familiar with them? Oh, yeah. Very familiar. <laughs> so so you you can just walk down and pick stuff up, and you don't have to pay the shipping like all of us saps out here in the coast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so convenient to just have them in your backyard. You know, we can print, you know, 10 prototype pieces at a time and just drive over and pick stuff up. Uh, it's such a great service, and then just to have it so near to us is super convenient. Yeah, it's awesome, and the, the workers there are super nice and helpful, and yeah, shout out to them, because they're, they're providing a great service, for sure. Yeah, I am truly jealous. But beyond the Game Crafter, uh, the Midwest is a great center for board game design. you got a lot of companies there, you got a lot of players, so just before we get into your game, how how is it being in a board game hub, essentially? <laughs> it's awesome. Um, you know, I guess it's my only point of reference, having... Uh, designed while living in Madison, but there's a lot of meetup groups, a lot of local designers, a lot of guys that have stuff published, you know, really awesome games. Um, there's actually a board game shop across the street from us, and we go there like every other week and get together with some other designers and just play test uh, for a night. So uh, Madison is, is an awesome place to be for sure. Yeah, it's great. And it gets better and better. I think, you know, we're still getting immersed in this whole experience and meeting new designers and, and players. And man, what a great community here in Madison, for sure. Before we get into the game, you designed a political game 
with the current political climate being interesting. Um, what made you want to design the primary? What brought it up? Oh, man. Um, I'd probably be lying if at some level the, the last election didn't influence us. Um, I had tried to design one game previously with an entirely different theme. It was like a camping and hiking thing. Um, it was a very bad game. Um, and I, and at that point I was starting to get more interested in, in board game design and listening to some podcasts. And I think at some point I heard of a German game with an election theme. And I don't remember exactly what specifically triggered me, but you know, I figured I could maybe do something similar or there's a tiny mechanic here that I just thought could be expanded upon and the primary just kind of like sprung up overnight uh, a couple weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. It was a hundred percent Matt's idea to begin with. And I just thought it was, Oh man, I was super excited when I heard it. I thought this is a great idea. Let's bring some lightheartedness and fun to, you know, politics and create a political type game that is actually fun and enjoyable. Unlike many times our political climate <laughs> these days. <laughs> All right, so why don't you give a quick overview of the game, how it plays, and then we'll go into details. Sure. Um, so the primary is a game where uh, all the players are candidates running in a primary election. So they spend a campaign season traveling across the United States, uh, trying to gain influence in different regions of the country, uh, running different ads, hosting rallies, uh, lobbying to the super PACs, and um, over the course of the game, regions will vote at different points in time. Um, so you kind of have to pick and choose where you want to wage your battles, um, long-term strategy versus short-term tactics. And, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty light game. We wanted to keep it simple enough for, you know, a, a more mass audience and then um, maybe try and work in some depth from there. Yeah, I think that was a pretty good brief overview. Politics, especially elections, kind of lend themselves to game design in a way they already have rules set up there's essentially a scoring system in real life if you win or lose the election so how did you transfer those real life systems into the game in a way that kept it light enough for your target audience and interesting but still has the feel of an election yeah uh that's a great question you know i think the the good part about it is like you said you have a base to reference from so we kind of just tried to come up with ideas like what do candidates do oh well they travel across the country let's make that one of the cards in the game and one of the actions that the candidates or players can use throughout the game you can run ads and how, how does that fit into the gameplay and how can we kind of create that experience um, while you're playing the game um, one of the great things i think is you know as we've um, developed this game and designed this game if something seems a little far-fetched we can just say oh well that's politics you know because <laughs> there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens uh in the political environment um so yeah just like you said building building a base off that reference of what's actually out there and then trying to really keep it simple um so far at least through through our game design um and putting in a few little fun fun things like lobbying to super PAC, you know, it's kind of a little, uh, I don't know, a little, little tongue in cheek, a little maybe. tongue in cheek. Yeah. To the political climate. Um, and then trying to figure out ways to make that fun and exciting while you play. So when you're playing, you know, there's this lobby to super PAC card 
and you have a queue of cards, four cards each player plays every round, and you don't know what the other players are playing. And this Lobby to Super Pack card, it depends whoever has the most Super Pack cards played at the end of each round is the one who gets all of the funds from this Super Pack that's put into the game. So trying to take those real elements from life, people, you know, lobbying for their causes or whatever, and, and including it somehow in, in the primary. Yeah, and I think the the current election system really served as a solid base for us. You know, it's a pretty unique system in which we elect representatives and especially during the primary process. So, <clears throat> you know, at first we were looking at, okay, can we do all 50 states? Can we have the delegate counts match exactly to what they are in real life with, you know, over 2,000 delegates at stake during a primary election? Um, you know, obviously that would get... Um, you know, a pretty complex game pretty quick. So we've pared it down. We've combined states into regions. Um, instead of 2,000 delegates, we're down to 200. Um, so we're trying to balance, you know, sort of the real-life reflection of our process and kind of toning it down into a fun gameplay. All right, so that, that brings up a question. Why why'd you go with a primary instead of a regular election where you have electoral votes that are around 200 i forget the number but uh is it just to have more players more interesting what was the reason for going with the primary yeah um i think the time-based aspect of primary elections was what we found very interesting um you know they take place over the course of days weeks however long in real life um, so when you translate that to a board game, you know, you're having elections over various rounds. So um, all the action is kind of spread out throughout the game. You can maintain some tension. It's not like you're building up all of your forces and then everything happens at the very last minute. Um, <clears throat> so I think that was just an interesting translation from real life into a game that provided for some neat experiences. Um, you had mentioned... A German game inspired you to start this. Have you looked at any of the other American political games? I know there's, was it 1960, Making of a President, about the Kennedy-Nixon election, if I remember correctly? Did you look at anything like that? Yeah, we tried to do um, some benchmarking, if you will, see what's out there. Um, as There are quite a few uh, games, election-based, political-based, um, <clears throat> and I think it's kind of a fine line to walk between wanting to, you know, play lots of games and know exactly how everything out there plays and feels or kind of staying isolated and, you know, being creative within your own space and hopefully um, making something new. So I think our strategy was just kind of see what's out there, make sure we're not too close, at least from like a high level mechanics, um, you know, skimming through a rule book here or there. Um, a lot of these I, we haven't played, um, <clears throat> but it seems like most of the games out there are more of the general election. It's you know one candidate versus the other, all 50 states. Um, so I think we have a little bit of a unique spin on it. Yeah, and I've, I've heard you talk about this before on this podcast, but uh, just relating to theme and then the game itself and design and mechanics. And I think the idea really was a way that we could, you know, start to create a game and create and design something around. So I think that, you know, it wasn't necessarily like we were super passionate about this one idea or anything, but it really helped us 
have a focal point for how to create the mechanics and design of the game and go from there and like it's turned into something I think that we're both really excited about and it's really fun um, to play so yeah that's kind of part of the process was all right we got this theme now let's try to create something around it cool yeah that's it's a good it's a good way to have an anchor to focus on like this is what we're doing and then work towards it so what's your what's your process for designing do you I'm assuming you have done some play tests. So do you set up with friends? Have you been doing remote play tests? How do you go about that? Yeah. Um, you know, luckily we've got a pretty solid group of friends that we play with um, regularly. So we play a couple times um, here in Madison, you know, every once in a while with them. There's a solid group of designers and play test groups here in Madison, like we mentioned earlier. So um, I think we've only been working on this for you know two, three months, and just the volume of play tests that we've been able to get in has been awesome, and you know, speeding up the process. But I think really the next step in in that regard is trying to get out to blind play testers, doing something remotely, like you mentioned, um, really getting some feedback when you're not there to explain the rules or help kind of guide people along. I think we'll be able to get a lot of valuable feedback once we get to that point. Mm -hmm. So as, as a political game, do you have any concerns about it not being very exciting to your audience when they want to grab a dungeon crawler and kill orcs instead of pushing for votes in the Midwest? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that um, it actually might play to its advantage a little bit because people coming into a political game you know, the hard part is getting them to actually start and to play, but their expectations might be a little lower. And so then once they're playing, they seem to have a really good time and really enjoy themselves. So I don't know if maybe that even plays their advantage a little bit. <laughs> but I think, yeah, you're right. The hard part is really capturing them and saying, hey, we created this political game and trying to get them excited to try it out and play it. And I think that is one of the challenges and is going to continue to be one of the challenges going you know, forward as we try to get this game out in the marketplace. And this is like you're not focusing on any like i said uh 1960 making a president is about nixon and kennedy you have personalities and you have like people you can build off of this is more general there's no there's no real personalities in it right or are you putting in fake politicians that people can represent or is it just kind of you are yourself running for president yeah so um how we have it right now it's you know, very generic. Each person is a candidate with no real background or character to it. Um, <clears throat> I think the point of the design where we're at is we kind of feel like we have a solid base game in place. Um, we kind of have a concern where maybe if it was just uh, released as is, you know, after 15, 20 plays, we've kind of gotten bored. <laughs> or we, we, we know the game very well. So we think that maybe there could be um, maybe sort of a, a basic setup and a more advanced setup where we could add in some additional mechanics or content. Um, you know, one of those might be variable player powers where you have a character card and you are, you know, maybe not Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, but some sort of uh, cartoon versions or, um, you know, just entirely made up representations for candidates with different abilities or powers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we play a game uh, by a, uh, one of the, the creators, Seth Van Orden, lives here in Madison called Stockpile. 
Um, I don't know if you ever played that game, but it's a kind of a, a money market, uh, stock market type game. And I think it does a really good job with the character cards and adding complexities to the game. And some of them are tongue in cheek, a little bit characters, kind of fun characters. So I think that's maybe our vision for this game as well going forward. So building off that, what about, I mean, I know you're still like early in the process of design. Um, do you plan on self-publishing or going to an established publisher? What's your plans for this? Yeah, I think we've talked about this a lot. Uh, it's just a really interesting concept as far as, you know, getting your game published and how you're going to go about doing that. Um, and I, I can, Matt can speak to this as well. I, um, you know, created this game called Huya a while back, kind of as a fun experiment to design a game. And one of the things that I actually really enjoyed about that game was, uh, you know, the sales and business aspect of it. And it's a ton of work, and I'm sure some people would just hate that part of it. Um, but I just really enjoyed, you know, getting it out into game stores um, and, and publishing it independently and going and doing game demos and just like having control of the way that you can market um, that game and design that game and just having that control over it. So, um, you know, we're not quite to that point and I'm sure, you know, it could change in the future, but I would be really excited about trying to publish it independently. All right. So if you do go that route and publish it yourselves, what is your vision for the art style? Cause this is a thing that could be very bland or very over the top. What, what are you thinking it would look like? What's your way to visually entice people into running for president in the United States. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's definitely a difficult uh, balance to strike. I think we are leaning towards a lighter gameplay. So I think the art and the theme has to kind of fall in line with that. Um, <clears throat> so nothing too overly serious, nothing too dark. Um, I think it would be a little more light and somewhat cartoony, if you will. Um, and, you know, some of the some of the things in here are kind of tongue in cheek or, you know, kind of taking a jab at the system. So I think you could bring that out in, in a sense of humor here or there. Um, <clears throat> but it'll definitely be interesting to see how that develops and, um, you know, trying to find an artist and, and match their style to kind of how we envision it. Mm -hmm. We are running out of time. Would you guys like to uh, promote anything you got upcoming, any cons you're going to be at or? Any contacts, uh, social media, or anything you'd like people to follow you at? Sure. Um, we don't really have any specific events coming up. Uh, we did just recently release sort of a print-and-play um, version of the game online so that we could try and get some blind play testers uh, to try out the game and give us feedback. Um, so that can be found on our website, which is mountaintop.games. Um, we're also on Twitter. Our username is mtntopgames. Um, you can email us, mountaintopgames at gmail.com, um, all over social media. So reach out if you're interested. Yeah, I think that's about it. We'd love for you to try it out. It sounds boring as a political game, but trust us, it's going to be fun and exciting. And we always love hearing new feedback and trying to get new ideas, especially at this um, stage where we're really trying to you know, um, tweak the gameplay and the game and try to make it as most, uh, you know, as fun as it can be. Well, as bland as politics can sometimes sound, I am actually interested in this game and it looks like fun. 
Um, I do enjoy the concept of like pushing influence and trying to just hedge out the other people, not throwing all of your effort into one area and where do you fight, where do you give up, that sort of stuff. So it does sound interesting. Yeah, thank you. Best of luck with the game, and thank you for coming on. And um, I will definitely throw anything up in future news updates once you guys have it more established. That sounds great. Thanks so much for having us, Chris. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much. That does it for this episode. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can find it on Twitter at the BG Workshop, on Facebook.com slash the Board Game Workshop, and email the Board Game Workshop at gmail.com. Show notes are on theboardgameworkshop.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.